Stu, I don't know if you know this, but it could be as deadly as Ebola. Oh, no. And spread, I think, just by sharing watches. It's Armatron. No. Uh, they now no, say it could be as... It's Omicron. Omicron. Oh, is that a Transformer? No, it sounds like a Transformer, but apparently we just didn't know anything about the Greek huh. alphabet. Okay, These so things are revealing themselves like they're like a trailer in a movie. I'm like, oh right. my gosh, what's the next one? <laughs> why, why are we surprised? So it's, uh, yes, it's the new COVID scare. Some say could be as bad as Ebola. Highly doubt that, but we give you all the facts uh, on that. And... Uh, we have a great guest, Matt Ridley, on. Yeah, he has a new book out about the origins of COVID-19. He talks to us about the Omicron variant. Should we be worried about it? Also, a little bit about Fauci and where this virus may have come from. And mm. uh, he's one of those people, along with a, a scientist from, I think, MIT, uh, talking about how this very well could be from the lab. No! Mm. No! And he goes through all the science behind that and why that looks to be He's true. just questioning science. He's questioning <laughs> Fauci. That's what I got from it. All this and more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Oh, my goodness. Omicron. I think that should be a transformer. (laughs) And in a way, it is. This is the transformation now of COVID-19. It is so deadly, so deadly that, let me see if I can get this, the Belgian, I think it's the Belgian prime minister says this should be called COVID-21. <laughs> so it, we should say that it was he says discovered it, in the year that no, it was discovered? He says it's three times more infectious than the original virus so it should be instead of covid nine quoting instead of covid 19 it should be covid 21 <laughs> 20 21 that's two shouldn't it be 22 <laughs> <laughs> so i don't weird. i have no idea so anyway the uh, the panic began uh just this weekend the world medical association chair Demanding now national lockdowns uh, and uh, making sure that everyone is mandated all around the world. He says uh, the new South African variant is a good example uh, of the mutations and us trying to prevent every possible infection and how it can't be done. We don't know anything about its dangerousness yet, but it seems to be spreading rapidly. Now, there's no fear-mongering on this following sentence. Again, we don't know anything about its dangerousness, but it seems to be spreading rapidly. My great concern is it could lead to a variant that is as infectious as Delta, but as dangerous as Ebola. <laughs> as dangerous as Ebola? Ebola. Wow. Yeah, it, it might have mutated a little faster <laughs> right. uh, than, uh, you know, it's weird to go from like you're sick and if you're old, you could die like from pneumonia kind of like thing mm-hmm. to blood shooting out <laughs> of every orifice of your body. That's the danger of Omicron. <clears throat> Omicron. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to become Ebola. 
Really? Yeah. You're going to come up and I'm say that right now? I'm going to come out and say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the next. This is from CNN. Their headline. Omicron variant puts world in a race against time. <laughs> a race against time. Mm. Huh. Now, the biostatistician professor, Sheila Bird, said the test results from Amsterdam were concerning, but more data is needed adding that the vaccination status and age distribution of those infected will also need to be considered before any conclusions could be made about this variant the situation should be seen with alert rather than alarm until we know more okay so that doesn't that doesn't sound like ebola does it no because it wouldn't really need a lot of time you know yeah, the patients came in and they, they were bleeding out of their eyes and boils all over their body. Give it more time. Let's let's, let's see what let's happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, this, I mean, it, yes, it's a little different than the normal cough and right. fever, but let's give it a couple of weeks. Okay, so now here is the South African doctor who was the one who kind of found this strain. She was the first one to go, there's something else here. This is different. Uh, we've seen a lot of Delta patients during the third wave, and this one didn't fit the clinical picture. Most, uh, most patients we are seeing have very, very mild symptoms, and none of them so far have been admitted uh, to the hospital. We've been able to treat these patients conservatively at home. Hmm. Also, so far, patients have not reported a loss of smell or taste, and there has been no major drop in oxygen levels with the new variant. The most prominent clinical complaint is severe fatigue for one or two days and a headache and body aches and pain. I My general like normal stance is severe fatigue. Like I just, <laughs> that's just my normal life. What I, I wouldn't even right. notice this. I wouldn't notice it. I just right. want to go back to bed. Right. That's, yeah, that's the way I the start way, my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So again, just based on the woman right. who discovered the variant, right? Um, that doesn't sound like Ebola. No. And doesn't sound like something we should worry about, really. Yeah. You now, know? my understanding is that most of the patients they've seen with it have been younger, right? So Yeah, 40. Yeah. They say it's, it's hitting people under 40. Under 40. Yeah. But so, again, but again, with severe fatigue, it's definitely not for both. one or two days. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't think there's any other uh-huh. than one crazy person's. Say, right. But the media, the tone of the media oh, no. coverage feels We're like it's in a, a race against yeah. time. That is what it feels like. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, so here's here's the truth on this. It was detected in Botswana and South Africa while we were having our turkey. Since then, Canada, Germany, the UK, Hong Kong, Belgium, Singapore and Holland all have had cases of Omicron. No confirmed cases here in the United States. It has been found now in more than a dozen nations, most contact tracing showing travel from South Africa as the most common source. South Africa's had had more than 200 confirmed cases as of yesterday. Uh, The chairwoman of the South African Medical Association assured the media that while they're closely monitoring the situation, the good news is that to date there have been no deaths 
from the new variant and quoting most people have mild very very mild <laughs> symptoms end quote um so uh we we have the we have the mutation the media wants you to panic over this there is no reason to panic over this however new york has declared a state of emergency new york <laughs> new york has declared a state of emergency despite not a single case being identified in the state or the country yet, by the way. Uh, yes. No, not, I mean, yeah. that will probably happen soon, sure. but we don't have any in the country at this time. We, we probably know don't know about it because the symptoms are very, very, very mild. mild. Uh, the governor of California, Michigan, and New York have issued health alert warnings to public agencies, including schools, about the new variant of concern. Uh, despite the fact there's no evidence the new variant is more virulent or deadly. Now, Stu, you're into this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're into stats. Sure. You're into science. Mm-hmm. This show is known, known for its scientific breakthroughs. Yes, mostly our 44-part series. Right. On science in general. It, on science in general. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and I'm a doctor. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And feel free to talk down to me. Okay. Okay. Pretend I don't know, but when you have a virus like COVID, what is the virus's goal? Uh, to find a new host, to replicate. To find a new mm-hmm. host, mm-hmm. right. What stops a virus from finding a new host? Uh, uh, well, I not being no pathway to transmit okay right all right or mm-hmm. the host dies okay the host okay die yes the host mm-hmm. dies mm-hmm. when the host dies the virus dies mm-hmm. unless somebody's like hey let's play with grandpa's dead body right okay? which does right. happen in the movies does often mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. all the time especially in california and new york and michigan mm-hmm. so <clears throat> if the virus acts like oh i don't know every other virus known to man Mm -hmm. the virus looks for a way to spread faster Mm -hmm. but be less deadly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. correct usually this is what happens yeah yeah in almost all circumstances with a virus almost it generally speaking becomes less deadly more virulent because that's in the best interest of the virus. Usually that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me ask you and something. And this is, by the way, why, despite the eye bleeding, yeah. Ebola <laughs> has only killed 11,000 people exactly globally right. since the beginning of time. Yes. And, and, and all generally in a little area. Very little area. It's very hard Right. to uh, continue the transmission lines because it tends to kill most of the people. Kills everybody quickly, and then mm-hmm. people are like, hey, I haven't heard from Uncle Bob in a while. I haven't heard from Aunt Helen either. 
maybe we should get on the space suits and go see what <laughs> happened to the village. Right. Okay? It doesn't spread because it kills people so quickly. And there's tons of Aunt Helens in these villages. That's <laughs> tons, one thing you need tons, to know. Tons, mm-hmm. tons. They're almost all named Helen. So with that understanding, mm-hmm. I have a very important question. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give it to you in 60 seconds. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Matt Ridley, the author of How Innovation Works and the new book, Viral. Uh, We wanted to have him on uh, today. I just did a podcast with him. If you haven't listened to it, grab the podcast. It's really, really good. Matt, welcome back to the program. How are you? Great to be with you again, Glenn. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. So, Matt, I, I, I want to talk about the uh, book, but it, can we lead here with the Omicron variant? We, we know yeah. very little about it, um, and I want to make sure I understand the way viruses generally work. They don't want to kill the host because then they die. So they generally become less virulent, more transmissible, correct? Well, correct for respiratory viruses, yes. There are 200 kinds of virus that cause the common cold, coronaviruses, adenoviruses, rhinoviruses, and none of them kill the host, at least very, very, very rarely. And that's not true of sexually transmitted viruses, uh, insect transmitted viruses, and some waterborne diseases, one or two others. So the key is anything spread by sneezes, you know, and coughs, does not want you even to feel sick because then you'll stay at home and you won't go meet people and you won't spread it. Um, now, I, when I say want to, I'm using a kind of shorthand. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the mild strains outcompete the tough strains. And this is already happening with Delta. The latest version of Delta is definitely milder than the first version of Delta. And um, probably Delta was milder than Alpha. We haven't got good enough data to be absolutely sure. So the fact that they're more transmissible, these new variants, is not the same as saying they're more virulent. In fact, they're usually less virulent. And, you know, this thing is going to evolve into a mild endemic cold, I suspect, uh, over time. It could well be that Omicron is a very good thing, if that's the case. If it's very transmissible, it's going to oust the Delta. It's going to kill off Delta. But it's going to do so in a way that uh, replaces it with a much milder version, if these early reports from South Africa about it being very mild turn out to be true. We can't be absolutely certain yet because it might just be in young people where, um, Delta, where um, COVID is pretty mild anyway. Why is the why is everybody freaking out around the world? Why are we closing everything down? Um, uh, the UN had because a national security yeah. uh, I mean, uh, Security Council meeting about this. What? Why? Well, the U- UN had a meeting to to uh, in, in a panic because they realized that they'd got to mu, you know, in the Greek alphabet, and the next one was new, which didn't quite make sense because everybody think, would think it was just the new variant. The one after that was Z X I, you know, which is the same name as the president of China. So they thought, let's leave out new and G, and let's just go straight to Omicron, which is the next letter. 
because we don't want to offend the Chinese. And that's fair enough. You know, it, it, yeah. it's kind of provocative otherwise. But the funny thing is they didn't admit it. You know, they just, they, they gave no reason for this uh, uh, jumping to Omicron. Uh, they eventually admitted it under, under, um, under questioning. But, you know, why not just say so? Why not just say we didn't want to offend the Chinese, so we didn't want to call it the Xi Jinping virus. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, why is everyone freaking out? Um, because of what happened with Delta. Delta came out of India in the spring, and it, uh, or sorry, no, at the end of last year, and it, it uh, surged throughout the world. It sent countries back into lockdown. It caused a lot more hospitalizations, uh, and it broke through the vaccines. You know, it, it turned out to be transmissible by people who had been vaccinated, although not nearly as dangerous to them. Um, and I think, you know, countries were quite slow to close flights from India. They got a lot of criticism for that. It wouldn't have made any difference. This thing was going to be around the world, whether we, whatever we did to, to flights, uh, I suspect, because uh, you you can't seal countries off these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they the politicians wanted to be seen to be doing something fast. But it was tough on the South Africans because they were doing really good work identifying um, these variants that, you know, they've got good molecular surveillance going on uh, and they, you know, they, they put their hand up in a very transparent way and said, look, we found a new one. It's got a lot of mutations in it. It probably is very transmissible. It might even be uh, less, less uh, uh, virulent protected by the virus uh, and, and it might be less virulent as well. Um, and uh, by the vaccine, I meant, and, um, it, uh, and, and then they get punished by, you know, shutting mm. down travel, cutting off tourism and so on. And it turns out it's already in Britain and a number of other European countries already. So, uh, I, you know, I think that the, the, the chances are we ought to reopen flights to Southern Africa. We're, we're not going to stop it that way. I doubt that if it's as infectious as they say, that more mandates on masks will make much difference. Um, better surveillance, faster booster programs. That's how we're going to... Um, uh, defeat it. Uh, and it may be, as I say, that it ends up being a good thing if it displaces Delta with a milder version. Okay. So in your book, Viral, set this up. You you and um, another scientist um, get together. Alina and, Chan, yeah. 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 And you want to find out how did this whole thing start? What is it? Where did it come from? And you want to... to uh, just nail down some basic details. What did you find? Yeah. Well, what we found was that the more we looked, the harder it got to explain how it got to the city of Wuhan in particular by natural means, and the easier it got to come up with an explanation of how it got there in mm-hmm. the hands of scientists. Because um, if it was like SARS, we'd have a pattern of infection in food handlers. We'd have a pattern of infected animals being sold in markets. None of that came to light. It should have come, come to light in the first couple of months. Here we are two years into the pandemic, and we haven't got any such pattern that would support it. And recently, you've, you've had a paper published with a lot of Rasmussen saying we found patient uh, the, the first um, index patient, patient zero, uh, it was you know, infected in the middle of December. She was a shrimp seller in the market who was infected about a month after the thing got started. So, and there's no evidence she picked it up from her shrimps. So, you know, uh, this was a, a strange exaggeration of a of an interesting little bit of work they'd done on some of the early cases. I found it. I found so it. That, I found it 
odd that um, Fauci brings this up and says that, no, 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 it was from the wet market. I mean, everything that I have read shows it's definitely not from the wet market. They tested everything. Well, the Chinese authorities said it's not from the wet market. Now, we know better than to trust the Chinese authorities, so we don't necessarily believe that. But uh, they did test animals in that market, and they found no infected animals. Now, they might have missed one, of course, it's true, but they tested the surfaces, the the, the sewage, the doorknobs, the countertops, etc., in the market, and they did find the virus. But the one they found was not the the ancestral strain because there were two strains in existence by then and only one of the strains was in the market so you know that that market evidence shows very clearly that what happened there was a super spreader event uh, as far as we can tell and of course more, more data may come to light at any time um uh, and therefore we've got to look seriously at the other possibility which is that these the bats that are infected with these viruses and by the way, no bats or pangolins were on sale in that market. We now know that for sure. Um, the bats that were infected with these viruses live a thousand miles away in southern China. Who goes to caves where these particular horseshoe <laughs> bats live? They, they don't live in, in buildings, these bats. They live in caves. Who goes to these remote caves and then goes north to Wuhan? Nobody, as far as we know, except one group, and that is the scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology who've been doing this for 10 years on an intensive scale. And the reason is because they're trying to track down all sars like viruses, catalog them, get to know them, do experiments on them, and so on. And where do they take the samples they get from bats? They take them back to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that's why when the, when the pandemic began, the closest relative of SARS-CoV-2 was found in a freezer at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's called RATG13, since a slightly more close one has been found in Laos. But we also know that the Wuhan Institute of Virology scientists were going to Laos and bringing viruses back from there. So we, we need to know all the viruses they collected and brought to Wuhan, and they won't tell us. They won't tell us any of the viruses they've collected since 2016, and that doesn't seem to me good enough with and at least five million people dead. What do you take from their shutting down of the um, the vault, the the website where it, it had database. Yeah. yeah, their database? What what do you take that happened on September 12th? Uh, then they asked for more security on September 12th. Then they uh, completely revamp their air handling system three days later. And then they get a, uh, what is it, an O2 incinerator um, a couple of weeks after that. And we also know that there were patients being admitted. Three of them were researchers from the Wuhan lab. And that happened, I think, in November, October or November. What do you make of all that? Well, it's very hard to tell. We're, 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 We're dealing with sketchy information. The U.S. intelligence community says that there were three researchers from the lab who were um, uh, hospitalized in November. I can't verify that, so I don't know whether that's the case or not. And obviously, the Chinese authorities have not uh, uh, admitted that. Um, uh, If you look at the genomics of the virus and work out its ancestry, you come to a date 
somewhere around the middle of November, but it could be as early as September. It could be as late as uh, as early December. Okay, so you get a range when it when it's likely to be the first infection of a human being. So we've got some, you know we've got the whole of that autumn. We've got a strange thing that there's the World Military Games in Wuhan in October, and they do an exercise, a security exercise as to what to do if a coronavirus breaks out, which seems a slightly unusual thing to, to, be, to be suddenly talking about. But then you have to remember SARS was on their mind from, from 10 years earlier or whatever. And um, uh, as for those events in, in September that you mentioned, the, 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 the taking down of the website, of, of not the website, the database, um, which with 22,000 samples from bats and rodents in it, a uh, very, very useful database that we'd love to see. Uh, and it never comes back up again. 12th of September seems too early. It seems unlikely that it was necessarily because an accident had happened or because they knew that there had been an outbreak or something like that. It's more likely that it was something to do with um, the end of one grant and the beginning of another, a review of the samples that they were going to do, transferring the leadership of the program from one group to another, moving the lab from one location to another, which we know was happening around that time. So there's quite a lot of stuff going on, and that could explain some of the new equipment, etc. But of course, all that movement, all that, uh, all that reviewing of samples and things, could lead to an accidental exposure. And one of the things we know, because this happened with SARS three times, is that sometimes people get infected without knowing it. You know, there is no accident in the lab. There is no drop mm-hmm. test tube, but one of the researchers in the lab ends up infected and, and, and doesn't uh, know it positive for this virus. Right. right exactly. Right. So, so sometime after September, because of something that happened then, it's possible that, that there was uh, enough uh, activity in the lab that led to, an, to a, an incidental infection or something like that. But we can't tell until we get more information. And as I say, the Chinese uh, authorities will not release the names and serial numbers of the viruses that they collected after 2016 more with matt ridley uh the name of the book is viral it is the story of the covid virus uh matt ridley continues here in just a second you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program to the Glenn Beck program. We've been talking about uh, Omicron, <laughs> the uh, new variant, uh, and the wild overreaction uh, to this. At least that's what we think, seeing that the person who actually discovered it said that no one's been hospitalized for it. It hits people uh, under 40, and the worst aspects of it is you feel fatigue and achy body for two days and everyone's been treated at home so why are we closing everything what what is happening what what is it that they know that we don't know or is this just another grab for power or is this our sainted wonderful people in washington that are just like we want to keep america safe Mm. yeah um i uh i would like to ask you to watch the and pass on the blaze tv's um crime or cover-up oh okay special I'd like to, I, you know what it's on youtube 
Yeah, go to YouTube. I could just share it from YouTube. So I just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. And I and search, search right for now Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Crimes. Crimes. Or, or cover up. Correct. It's easy. It's mm -hmm. an easy thing to search for. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it pops up here. All right. There's a first one is a, a story from Forbes. Forbes? Yeah. Mm. What's, Second, it, what's on? Is it on it says, me? It says the evidence is mounting. There's been a cover up. And it, I guess it's a, a okay. clip of our interview with Rand Paul. Okay. All okay. Right. Okay. But okay. All right. Then you've got uh, Glenn Beck walks off interview after blaze layoffs yeah isn't that <laughs> from weird three years ago from three years ago a brian stelter <laughs> oh. interview pops up <laughs> that's interesting that's weird okay uh glenn beck joins operation underground railroad uh-huh okay do, do you find anything so, about well, do you find the special try the try not to laugh challenge with glenn beck uh-huh glenn beck okay. opens up to tucker so here's the thing there, hmm. you can't search YouTube and find our special. It's still up, but yeah. they've made it impossible to find. I mean, I'm literally, I typed in the exact name of the, the special. Title. Yeah, Glenn Beck. Crimes or cover up? Crimes or cover up? Why wouldn't that come up first? Correct. Why don't you try Glenn Beck crimes or cover up? The Blaze. See if it comes up there. Okay, The Blaze. Uh, oh, no, now the first one is Glenn Beck walks up off of interview with Brian Stelter. <laughs> so we've given it the literal wow. title. The guy who did it and the network that it is on. That's really <clears> weird. <throat> yeah. Yeah. You don't think there's some some stifling of that, do you? I mean, it's pretty clear. It's, yeah. It'd be tough to make a case the other way. I mean, like, you know, if you go to Blaze TV, if you just go to Blaze TV's page, you could find it there, right? I mean, it's not uh, like they I, took it I, down I, from the internet. No, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it, what, Saturday night. I couldn't find it. Now, I know. Let me see. Let me try. What was it called? It's a car, crimes. Crimes or cover up. Or cover up. It's Glenn on the Beck, it's on the Blaze YouTube. It's on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Now I'm searching just Google and it comes up and here's the special. So it is up on YouTube. Yeah. It has a 645,000 views. Yeah, should be a lot more than that. Still they a lot. can't it's I can guarantee you it's never coming up on your recommended list ever and you can't even search YouTube and find it. You can go to Google but if mm. you go to search for it on YouTube, you can't you can't find it now. <clears throat> hmm. This is directly tied to another subject. This is the COVID is the emergency that is being utilized to change the world. And you don't have to take that from me. You can hear that from our vice president, our president, John Kerry. Uh, you can hear it from uh, the prime minister of Japan, the prime minister of uh, of um, India. You can hear it from the prime minister of the UK. They all said this is the way we can change the free market and reshape the world. <clears throat> OK. All right. What are they reshaping it to? Which brings me to the next really bizarre thing. Go to Amazon.com, Stu. Okay. Amazon.com, go to books. Okay. My new book, The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. So just write 
the great uh, just search for the great reset glenn beck okay great reset glenn now this has partially been fixed because uh over the holidays i looked it up what do you get uh first thing is uh sean spicer's new book okay that's an ad right okay yeah it's an ad Mm -hmm. uh then uh glenn beck the great reset so it's there okay all right Look at it carefully, right? Mm-hmm. It's mine. It's yours, your book, the <clears throat> cover that we have here. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, go to uh, the next book. Um, COVID-19, The Great Race by Klaus Schwab. Okay, that's great because that's the actual Klaus Schwab is the guy who's designed it. Yep. So that's fine. Well, that's the next one. <laughs> Summary of The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. Hmm. Joe Biden and the Rise of the 21st Century Fascism by Michael Dantes. You can get it immediately. Get it instantly. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because the book isn't out yet. Yeah, no. But (laughs) he's got the summary. So Michael Dantes. Okay. Now, (laughs) then is the dying citizen how progressive elites, right? Yep. Then what's next? (laughs) Summary of the Great Reset by Glenn Beck. For this time, Martina, Martina Lewis. Lewis, one of my favorite authors. Oh, yeah, she's I'm great. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's only I'm two. I'm sure they're not the I, same person, by the way. You're right. There's <laughs> only two that I could find today. There were seven, and three mm. of them were using my cover. Really? Yes. So the book is not your book. It is the summary <clears throat> of your book written by another author. Mm-hmm. And, and three of them were using my cover. Wow. Okay. Wait, I want to read what this book is about. Oh, here, this is. (laughs) The author has told a story that is intriguing, dot, dot, dot. Michael Dantes has restlessly worked diligently to give us a comprehensive summary, dot, dot, dot. This well-known personality and bestseller has finally rendered a crucial and jaw-breaking narration in this new release. This is an, (laughs) they've copy and pasted this a hundred times. and well-made insight and summary of the main book. This is not the main book. It is a summary written by Michael Dantes. It was not ma- it was not made to serve as a replacement, but as a comprehensive guide and insight of the main book, which, by the way, isn't out until January. Right. So there can't possibly be any way that this is summarizing what's in the book. Order it. Order it. See if anything comes up. Ooh, I like that. Uh, hold on. There's a little bit more we need to know about this because oh, there's okay. bullet points about what's in the book. Oh, okay. okay? Really? What's in the book? Number one bullet point. Uh-huh. What, what is included here? A detailed display of all the mind-blowing information which the author had told. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Then, well-made narration of the main points in the book presented in an understandable and pocket-friendly format. Wow. Mm. But it's only available on Kindle. Right. So, oh, well, I guess your phone fits in your pocket. My book is also pocket-friendly. <laughs> Then the next one, an explanation of all the indirect and indirect statements made by the author to ensure a guided comprehension of the book. Mm. An adequate conclusion of the main book that actualizes a perfect hint. I don't even know what that one means. (laughs) This is like computer generated garbage. Yeah. Oh, and, and oh, why didn't they lead with this? At the end, it says in this summary of the book, you will find. All other details that you would find helpful. That's great. <laughs> They're not that overpromising, right? Right. All other details so that I, you would find helpful. I think this is computer generated. I really yeah, do. It does. I think this is computer generated. And print anyway, length is 
10 pages, by the way. <laughs> I've had, what, 21 bestsellers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had this. Okay. Maybe somebody would come out and do one thing. There were seven last week. And uh, one of them with, the, with my cover, but a fake book, was ahead of my real book. Okay. Wow. I'm telling you, there is, we are on it. We are on it. YouTube does not want to take that offline because they don't want it to be banned to make a bigger deal out of it. So they're just screwing with the algorithm so you can never find it. You never find it. Put it behind, put it into the digital ghetto. Let them talk in the ghetto. That's the definition of a digital ghetto. With this one, why the confusion on this book? Mm. Why? How can three people post my book with, with my artwork and it be up there? How's that, how's that possible? How's that possible? <laughs> I'm telling you, be very, very careful. Uh, buy the book, hey. The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. Make sure it is not a summary. It is make sure it <laughs> yeah. is by Glenn Beck. Yeah. Um, you know, just be very careful when you buy it. But please buy it now. The reordering for the second printing is sketchy at best. Uh, we ordered way too many books for a first printing because the, the we were told the, the second printing might be as long as five months. So get this book right now. The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. You can find that at Amazon. I will say I'd like to recommend your book. I would. You know, as a friend, I would like right. your book to be successful. Sure. Right. Right. However, with this summary available, I don't know that I can I can honestly recommend to the people to pay the full price for the book. Now, is that the one? Because I've just purchased a summary of The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. Really? Yes. And this is how it begins. First of all, the first line is the rights of this book continue to be reserved. Wait, what? so I, I are they in a process of negotiation with you uh, over the rights? Of course I'm they sure. Are. Okay, yeah, sure. This is for the man or woman observing at this book all of the satisfactory. This is computer generated. This is not yeah. somebody has put, somebody has done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, with computer generation. Now, would you like to know what you what you say in the book? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'd love to. Glenn Beck contends that the American way of life may not undergo the re- Great Reset and cautions us to prevent it earlier than it is beyond the factor in which it's miles viable to replace course. <laughs> what? Wow, do I want to buy this, this book. This is fantastic. <laughs> I want to buy this book. <laughs> I wonder if Martina's version is even better. Uh, well, she... <laughs> Because I have Martina Lewis up here. You have Martina Lewis's version. In this summary, mm. Martina Lewis captures the climax of Beck's book while making sure that the central message is not derailed mm. from. Oh, wow. Uh, Lewis writes in a voice that could be heard by every class of readers. Well, that's wow. not. That's a Marxist dog whistle there. <laughs> um, uh, she says. Uh, oh, um, the following key points adequately captured in all encompassing summary, the agenda behind the COVID-19 lockdowns, 
the true agenda of the meeting held by the World Economic Forum, countries the Great Reset has started manifesting itself in, and what would happen if the agenda of the Great Reset comes, uh, becomes a reality in this world? Okay, that actually sounds like somebody who is thinking. That doesn't sound like a computer. Yeah, this one is better, though. My, I think my, my version's better. Th- let me just give you a little... Uh, this is fantastic. An international intrigue. Mm. This is your book. An international inc- intrigue among extremely good brokers, commercial enterprise pioneers, and authorities' authorities. Whoa. Twice in a row. Uh, close entryway gatherings the within the, the Swiss Alps. <laughs> What? I want to release a summary of the, the summary, summary of the Great Reset. But I want a back. computer to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da.